baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 409. A lot of hubbub here at the radio station. There's a lot going on suddenly. Shaletta has been here all day. Yeah, which, you know, in and of itself. It's chaos. Uh, but Seth is here, my oldest, and brought a guest. Mm. Right. The young lady. You Do you two want to speak or not? You don't have to. I don't want to force you. Hello. You can, Bella, you can grab that microphone. Kate Raditz is with us, too, if you guys want to put on the headphones. Hi, Kate. Hello. Kate, this is big. This is big breaking development. We didn't know if Seth. This is news. This is exciting. Right. So Seth is here. And Hi, Seth. Hello. Bella's laughing at Seth. Why are you laughing, Bella? <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. This is weird. That you could just walk into a building and now you're on a 50,000-watt radio station all over the upper Midwest? Look at that. Yeah. I mean, put it on your LinkedIn already. Go update it, you mm. know? Mm. Do you have a LinkedIn, Bella? <laughs> I do. Yes. Good for you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Seth was telling me, Kate, that uh, you had a bit of a hacking incident with your LinkedIn. It's true. Yeah. I get a little did? closer. Pull that microphone up, Jerry. It's true. Uh, I was turned into a uh, Chinese woman living in London, working for Louis Vuitton. Mm. Uh, kept my last name, funnily enough. Oh. But it's hmm. amazing how close that is, actually, yeah. when you think about it. That's that's not good. Feels like an upgrade, actually. Working yeah. for Louis Vuitton. It's all right. <laughs> I had. Did you know that my website was once uh, uh, bought? So like, I didn't renew it. And then JasonDerusha.com was taken over by some sort of, uh, like, Japanese plastic surgeon. Oh. So it was, oh. like, just a giant ad for breast implants at mm. JasonDerusha.com, which I'm not opposed to, like, refer. <laughs> if I could get a client and Did refer- you ever get it back? I did get it back, yes. But I, oh, had, I had to wait a year. Uh, oh, some- wow. Right. It was coveted. Wow. I guess somebody must have, you know be like they watch when you're when a URL Rulo's agent or <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know Kate Raditz is with us the rad report we have so so Kate this is like a little glimpse into your future right I mean this is a long glimpse into my future but yes I I like it so Seth back on winter break from NYU oh you're on break see I already forget this I forget that in college you get a how long is your break Seth it's Pretty much a month exactly, 22nd to the 22nd. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That's pretty nice. It's nice. And so then Seth is like, hey, um, I've been seeing this girl. Is it okay? (laughs) Did you even ask? You invited me. I feel like Seth just said, Bella's flying out on the 5th. (laughs) I'm sure I invited you. It's fine. We have plenty of room. (laughs) 
funny. It's really actually, well, actually, it's not fine. Like now is the time to expo- expose. Yeah, it. this is a great time to air your your close family conversation. What What would you like to know? I mean, Kate, you're at the comfort of your home. You can ask oh, any question man. you want of these two. What would you want to know? I would want to know if they're liking school. What? How did you meet? What? Yeah. Oh, did how you did you meet? Did you have a good Christmas? That, all right. That's that's a good question. Bella, how did you and Seth meet? <laughs> um, Seth slid into my DMs on Instagram. It's true. And <laughs> you cannot laugh at that, Kate, because how I'm not. Age, How did you meet? I know. Your, how did you meet your husband, uh, Kate? Jason, what did I tell people how we met for the first 2 months? That would be that we met <laughs> Uh, in a cab, which I borrowed from someone that we actually knew that met in a cab. Right. And my parents didn't believe me because they said, you haven't gone out in, you know, the entire time we've known you. So, um, no, we met on Tinder. We met on Tinder. Yeah. Instagram DMs. It's uh, it's how people meet. It's yeah. how people meet. Yeah. I think that's great. And then when you first told your uh, Bella, did you have to tell your parents how you met Seth? Did you say, like, slid into my DMs? Or what was the story you I told? I definitely didn't phrase it that way. Because <laughs> they probably wouldn't even understand that. Um, I just told them that we met through social media. But my grandparents, yeah. I had to come up with a bit of a more elaborate thing. I think they would have been a little weirded out by the social media. Right. I told them that we met... Just out at a college spot <laughs> in New York. <laughs> yeah. Which also you did. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I suppose that that's works. true. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's very where good. people meet. That mm-hmm. is where people meet. Yeah, that's very funny. It is interesting, like the different generational sort of aspects to how you explain how you meet people. Uh, I don't know why anybody cares, right? Like, they what? don't. Yeah. It's It's so mainstream now. I mean, I was... Very, I mean, I always think of it like this. You're, if you go out to a bar to try to meet people, chances are you're probably not going to meet anyone. Same thing with online, meeting people online. You're pro- but you just never know. It's one in a million, and sometimes you meet someone online and it, it just clicks. So, I mean, it's just not, it's just not a thing anymore, yeah. I don't think. Kate Raditz is with us along with Seth and Bella, who join us in studio. This is good. You all can weigh in on these topics here. This is a special day. I feel very honored to to be. This is very special. Bella, has it been weird to like, you know, you come in uh, to meet your, your uh, I don't know, what do we call people now? Boyfriends? Boyfriends. 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 I don't know. <laughs> There's some, some like, some. Is there some a word. hip young term? Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, going to be the fair. Oxford Dictionary word of, the, word of the year. You know, your riz mate or something. I didn't know like what that, that meant on the last one, so I would also like to know. Yeah, you can use that if you want riz mate. Okay. See if see Good. if you can get that going. Oh, please don't. <laughs> no, please don't. Uh, let's let's uh, let's weigh in on New Year's resolution. Kate, have All you right. did you make resolutions? Are you pro or have you failed? I love yeah. love New Year's resolutions. I'll be honest, I'm pretty good mm. at sticking to them. Um, this year, I could not come up with one, so I decided my overall goal is I am doing a resolution each month. So each month, I have oh, a goal. I like that. I just I don't know. I, I like just, goals. I have so I- many random things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Uh, What's your January goal? Do you want to say? Or? 
Uh, that would be that uh, the family, the kids are getting a little little screen detox, a little bit. We were, uh, I was pretty, and when I say pretty, I mean very strict when my first was born. And then time went on and things got a little chaotic and suddenly you've watched Encanto about 70 times. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wasn't feeling good, and I am not one of those parents. It's like, no, your kids shouldn't be. I just, for me, it was a bit much, so we're we're resetting, and it's been really nice. Yeah, how about you? Uh, I'm very pro Encanto. Like, oh, that wasn't what you wanted to know. Love Encanto. I mean, it's very good. Yeah, very good. Um, what what I made like sort of a list of goals of things that I wanted to do this year. Nice. Um, like strength training is one of my goals for this year that like I nice. lost, lost weight, but I would like to get stronger. And so yeah, that, that's, that. so I've been working on that. I've been doing it. Good uh, for you. so that's pretty good. Bella resolutions. Oh man. Um, pro or con? I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of resolutions personally. Yeah. Because I will set a goal. And then I won't do it, and then I'll get upset. It's like you're setting – you don't want to set yourself up for failure. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Right. Do you, um, do you make resolutions, Seth? Uh, I'm already perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But oh, wow. We were just <laughs> – we were just eating lunch at Malone's, like a sports bar in Maple Grove. And we were, I was sitting with my back to like the pull tabs counter – and I think I heard about like four people come up and say, my New Year's resolution was to quit these, but, and then they would buy, pull them. Uh, <laughs> they did not, not make it far. Well yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. I used to be very anti resolution. Sort of my job. Why? Gen- what is the downside of making a goal? Is there really a downside? I don't know. I don't yeah. understand the hate against resolution. I think it is. It's what Bella said that, that, you get so keyed in on whether or not you succeed that sure. you don't give yourself credit for making the effort. And so, like, I I try to be more careful now when, you know, all these stories will come up in two weeks and say, this is the average date that people have failed. Mm, and I don't yes. think it is a failure. Like, you tried to do something, you identified an area in your life to make a change, and that's good. I think then maybe you need to reevaluate the type of goal you're making. I don't know. I mm. I think my favorite goal I ever did was I, I wanted to spend more time outside. And so I said, okay, no matter the weather, I'm going to walk 20 minutes outside every day. And for 365 days, every day, either whether it was raining or whatever, I would try to get close to 20 minutes. And so I didn't always every time, right. but I was still, I thought, okay, but I still made this effort, and I got outside every day. Um, that was probably my favorite one I ever did. That was that was nice. But I, I don't like know. It. I More like attainable it. goals, I say. All right, stand by. Uh, we're going to take a break. Kate uh, is going to talk about what it was like to babysit Seth, and we'll see if she can maybe <laughs> just absolutely destroy this relationship right now. Amazing. <laughs> And then Bella, the texters, want to know, Bella, give us your opinion of Jason. (laughs) It's a talk show. You can say whatever you want with impunity. Impunity. This is a safe space. (laughs) Okay. It's not really a safe space at all. 420, uh, Drive Time with DeRussia continues in just a minute here on CCO. 
Uh, lots of great texts for Seth, my oldest, who is back from college on a first extended break, along with Bella. Uh, Bella, also a college student in New York, uh, from New Jersey. And Kate Raditz joins us. Kate, you babysat Seth when Seth yes. was probably two or three? Gosh, I don't even know. I... I'm trying to remember. I, I'll t- if I I'll tell you I don't remember. I don't remember them ever misbehaving, and I re- I really mm. don't. But maybe it's because all yeah. I can think of are my children when I put them to bed being really difficult. <laughs> they were they were not difficult. That yeah. I that I remember, and I'm not just saying that because you're listening. But there was they a, were there they was, were really well behaved. There was a time that Seth would just uh, go up to bed. Like it was bedtime, and uh, and we were like, "This parent." We read a lot, like, though. All you hear big. is, "Oh, big reader." Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That Be- I remember. All right, Bella. I don't know that this is this isn't scaring you about young young Seth back <laughs> in the day. No. No. Um, no fear. No fear. No. Uh, <laughs> texter. Uh, one texture saying, I can already tell this young lady, Bella, is way too good for Seth. <laughs> wow. That's, that's rough. Okay, another wanted you to give uh, your opinion of me. Huh. Okay. Um, well, I felt like, you know, you're such a big uh, online presence on right. Instagram, and not many people's parents are. So I feel like I got a little... Uh, a little like insight but then oh. i was thinking i was nervous on the way here i was like what if it's a facade what if it's fake and it's not so the jason to russia you all see <laughs> online is the real jason to russia we have this like little bit where we just rip into seth a lot it's true which is pretty great pretty entertaining it's brutal but yeah Pretty nice guy over here. <laughs> That's very nice. That's very nice. It is. Uh, it, I do think, Kate, how weird it is. You know, you, you think about when people go out on a first date, like how much research they can sort of do on each other. It's something that we were not able to do back when we first started dating other people, right? Like you just got to know them and it sort of unfolded. And now, like, you know, certainly my kids, like there's plenty of, there's a treasure trove of information you can you can find about them. I, I know you you try to protect your kids, Kate, from some of that stuff, right? I do. I mean, I'm I'm always I'm always learning. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that. Um, you know, I used to share a lot more about my kids than I even do now, and I still share quite a bit, just in a different way. Um, but like when I met my husband, you know, I would you Google everything. And even as a woman, like I wanted to know that we had a mutual connection so that I could reach out to someone and say, Hey, do you know this person? Like, am I fine to go meet this person? (laughs) Because if you are meeting online, you know, like, I think you need to think about it, you know, especially as a woman, like I just wanted to know, Hey, he's a, he's a real person and I'm good. But you know, that was 11 years ago. So did did you vet Seth at all, Bella, before the first the first time you guys hung out in New York? Um, I definitely did my fair share of stalking. Right. You know, as one does. Like, um, what, do, what, do, what do you do? Google? It, it's, 
it's Instagram a lot. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Um, I did not Google Seth, but mm. I went deep don't, into Seth's don't, tagged. Don't. <laughs> don't. Or you went deep into the tag photos. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where you get the real. Yeah. Because oh, they just okay. put on their Instagram, like, what they think is cool. But then, like, what other people are posting of them, that's just that's, a different story. That's more the reality. Yeah. Did you vet Bella, Seth? Or were you like, cute girl, she said yes? Just got on the train. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. It's a little different. Kate Raditz is with us. She joins us every other Monday here on Drive Time at 4 o'clock. Uh, Kate, I sent you this article that was published today about the way that we are grocery shopping. That oh, we, yes. That we're grocery. These articles always come out, right? You're doing this wrong. Why are, what, you know, you're tipping wrong, you're eating wrong, you're doing this wrong. We are doing everything wrong, according to uh, every article online. Well, but- I'm definitely doing things on that list. What I definitely had one for sure. One of them I do on that list. Number one, clear all non groceries from your cart before you check out. I have never done that. What do you mean you've never? Oh, like you've never left things in the cart? No. Well, well, when I when I check out, oh, I see what they mean by non groceries. Like just your crap that you bring to the store. Yeah, like oh. trash and yes. Well, I don't know. Of I, course, I know very yes. few people that are doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that that's an easy one. I mean, some of these are silly, like get to know your cheesemonger. Like, do, <laughs> I do know the baker. Does that count? I'm very familiar with the cake maker at Target. <laughs> I mean, do you need to know the produce manager at your store? I don't know. I think I'm good. I think I'll be okay. But I appreciate appreciate what they do for sure. Uh, Bella, last night when we went out to dinner, got a taste of uh, what it's like to go out to dinner. With the Derusha family. <laughs> oh, man. I have never, also never experienced that, I don't think, with the entire Derusha family. <laughs> what, what, what happened last night at uh, Good Times Pizza in South Minneapolis? Yeah, so we were enjoying our meal, and some woman uh, came up to the table and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, can I please get a picture? I'm such a big, f- I'm such a nerd. Or uh, Emmy, know. her name was Emmy. Emmy, yes. She was, she was a nice woman, uh-huh. sweet. Um, she said her spouse was like a crazy super fan of mine. Yeah. Keller, yeah. her name, uh, Keller. Um, uh, I was kind of in disbelief. I, I mean, Seth had warned me a little that it might happen. What did you say, Seth? Uh... I just said, like, there's times we go to dinner, we go to the state fair, we do anything, and you gotta you gotta stop and take a picture, you gotta entertain the. Okay, the state the fair. It's like, okay, no, there are not times when you go to the state fair. It's like walking with a billboard when you go to the state fair. Yes, <laughs> there's times That's where you're not sure. taking pictures. Yes, <laughs> I mean, what what am I supposed to do about it? You love Disguise. you love the people. I can't turn this off. Seth, yeah. it's just, you know, it's always on. It's just like you and your perfection. You can't turn it off. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, this was fun. Was this fun for you two or very awkward? It's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready to come back. Bella, <laughs> let me tell you this, Kate. Like, you sort of worry, right? You worry about your kid when they're off at college. You're like, I hope they're happy. I hope they find people uh, they like and that like them. 
But when Seth says, like, I'm dating this girl, her name is Bella, and we're talking and we're like, oh, what, uh, you know, what do Bella's parents do? And Bella, your mom is? She's a teacher. Uh-huh. And uh, your dad? Is um, FDNY, Fire Department of New York. And, and how did he, uh, he changed careers to become a firefighter, right? Yeah, he was, like, not really knowing what he wanted to do in and out of college courses. And then um, after 9-11, he decided he was going to join the fire department. Yeah, so, like, Bella's uh, parents are, like, literal heroes. (laughs) And I'm an idiot who talks on the radio. (laughs) Sort of how that, you're like, well, I I hope this is not too embarrassing for you, Seth. I'm sorry. I'm all right. All right. I'll live. Kate, uh, thanks for being with us. Sorry for yes. like having this segment go uh, completely sideways, but I didn't know this was going to happen. So here we well, are. Well, Bella, you see, it's lovely to meet you. You seem lovely. You as good, well. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> good, luck. good luck is pretty much all you can say to someone who's dating a Russia. Good luck. It's 433. We'll do traffic and weather. Uh, more snow on the way for tonight. So we'll do that next here on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. As a society, we are getting a little too comfortable with the excuse that we don't have a problem. What we have is a reflection of the problems going on in society. I've been thinking a lot about this story that was in the Star Tribune about the Hennepin County libraries. The headline says, facing more public safety and health concerns, Hennepin County libraries ban hundreds. Which sort of makes it sound like the library is doing something wrong, right? Library's doing it right, as far as I'm concerned. The library is one of the few places in the Central Library in downtown Minneapolis. Is one of the few places that people who are uh, homeless, unsheltered, unhoused, however you want to say it, are not kicked out, right? Because you can go to the library and sit and think, read. Research. You can spend a day in a warm environment. As long as you're not causing trouble. Wonderful. That's what the library is for. Star Tribune reporting, though, that increasingly. There's open drug use. There's assault. There are people making verbal threats. And the library director said the exact quote that comes from apparently the handbook of what everyone says now about everything. Whatever you are seeing in society, you see in the library, too. Very reminiscent of what we've heard about problems on our. On our light rail and our buses. Well, we're just we're we're a reflection of the problems in society. And yes, of course, that's true. 
But I don't think anyone needs to apologize for trying to keep the library safe. The paper talks about a group of activists who are concerned about the number, the percentage of people who are banned from the library or who are kicked out uh, being overrepresented of uh, people who are black. And I guess I would say to that, we also have to be realistic about the people who are unhoused. Is that overrepresented people of color? Yeah. And is that the library's fault? Does that mean the library is racist? I would say that if you allow our libraries to become a cesspool of drug use, of antisocial behavior, of yelling, of conflict, the people you are hurting the most are the lower income people of our community who need the library, who need the library for computer access, who need it for job searches. And so by allowing the library, by allowing public transit to become unsafe because you're afraid of being perceived as racist, you are hurting the people that you're trying to protect, in my view. I understand that there's pushback and there has been pushback against any type of law enforcement intervention in anything. But some of these activists, I think, need to, like, get their head out of the sand and see who they're really hurting. By having a transit system that's unsafe, who does that hurt? Well, it doesn't hurt people of means. They just get in their car, pay for parking or whatever. It hurts people who need to use it. By allowing the library to be unsafe, who does that hurt? It doesn't hurt people who can go search the Internet from their home computer or people who can buy any book on Amazon. It hurts low-income people who need access to the library. I, I struggle with this issue. That in in our community, we have turned safety into a political issue because the way to achieve safety is political, right? Is it more enforcement? Is it preventing some of the root causes uh, that lead to, you know, crime and unsafe decisions? And of course, the long term solution is both. But I am concerned that we are normalizing that it's okay to just punt. Say like, well, these are society problems. No. Someone's making trouble in the library. You got to get them out of there. If somebody's openly using drugs in the library, it is not the library's responsibility to figure out how to solve that. It's the library's responsibility to make it safe. Now, I will say I am incredibly impressed with the Hennepin County Library in downtown Minneapolis, the Central Library, that they, a couple of years ago, added a full-time social worker there. And this goes back to a conversation we had uh, last week with uh, someone who was working on uh, homeless issues. 
that when you sort of disperse homeless encampments, she was bringing up that it's difficult, it's more difficult to get people services because they're dispersed. And so the library said, you know, we should have a social worker here so we can try to connect people, connect addicts with treatment or help people who don't have a house get housing or people who don't have food get food assistance. And you think, really? Uh, On first blush, it would be easier to react to that and say, like, well, the library's responsibility is really about books. Uh, But that's that's. That's an outdated idea as to what a library is about. A library is really about being a place for community, a place where knowledge is exchanged, a place where people can come together and share ideas. It's a gathering space. And so if your idea is to make the best gathering space possible, then, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to have a have a counselor there and help people kind of get connected. It is a. Not that different from connecting people with the great works of literature, right? You're connecting people with drug counseling. You're, you're connecting people with knowledge, with information. I, I think it's actually really, it, it's brilliant. It's inspired. It is uh, being part of the solution, not just part of the problem. But this idea that the library has to defend itself, uh, you know, for banning people, from the library for, for this type of behavior. To me, it's like, get a clue. Like, have we completely lost our mind on these things? Larry's in Cambridge on the CCO Talk and Text Line, 651-461-9226. Larry, thanks for listening. What's on your mind? I always listen. Um, I just wanted to mention that not two hours ago, maybe it was four hours ago, uh, your peers were joking about having sex in the library and um, making light of it like it was no big deal. Um, it seems to be a deep uh, dis, uh, well, disassociation with uh, the behavior of people going to college. They were talking about college. Yeah. Okay. Did you, if you, and if you didn't have sex in college, you know, right. that was kind of a, uh, you know, you're a, uh, you're a nerd. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a nerd. Exactly. Right. Anyway. And now we're talking about poor folk and I understand, you know, there needs to be some kind of, um, construct that, that helps individuals and the needs, you know, the, the safety of the library and all that. But yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, disingenuous to have the two extreme things with those that go to college and do those things. And then those that are in the public library. Yeah. That's all I have to say. That's fair. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate that. I mean, the trespass it, we're not looking at like, you know, this is not like minor stuff. Some of that is from the violations. They found drug use, 117 people barred for drug use in 2022, 114 for assaults and threats. I mean, this is serious stuff. Can you imagine? I got to say, like, until I read this story in the Star Tribune, the idea that that you've got a hundred plus people kicked out of the library because they were busted openly doing drugs in the library. You got a hundred plus people assaulting and threatening. You think about like a job that you should be able to go to in peace. What happened? The library lady who's like, Shh. and people are assaulting and threatening. 
You have ver- and then another 100 verbal disturbances. 200 assault threats or verbal fights. Kick them all out. 449, traffic and weather coming up next on CCM. A couple texts I want to get to. One said that, uh, just responding to Larry's call, saying that what they were talking about with the library and college had nothing to do. So, like, the Minneapolis library story wasn't a peg or something. They were a jumping-off point. Uh, Another texter saying, the homeless have been going to libraries for decades. I've never minded those that are resting or sleeping in the single reading carols. Uh, let the sleepers sleep. But drug usage, threat of physical abuse, verbal abuse, have a bouncer guard at the door. Uh, And again, my point on this is that the people you are most protecting are are not the people of means. It is the lower-income people. And all of these are people. They're all our neighbors. They're all our... Well, they could be any of us, right? Um, But we got to stop excusing like anti-social, violent drug use is like, ah, it's just society's problems. No. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.